snacks. Oh, nice. Uh, this is actually and we're on. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm with on I'm on with Eli Haddad. This is another real estate bite. These impromptu segments that we get to talk all things real estate. And this is going to be a real bonus because Eli is into real estate investing. Eli, I am Lisa Porto, super agent, host of Ready Set Real Estate. Uh, please share with people who you are, where you're from, and uh, let's get into it. I'm Eli Haddad. I am from Lexington, Kentucky. I own a large real estate brokerage here uh, with about 200 agents. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. So he is doing it big, y'all. This is so good. So how long uh, did it take you to build this empire? So I get to kind of really ask you some questions in terms of building uh, uh, a real estate brokerage. This is completely awesome was that the initial goal yeah actually my goal is actually 380 which is the largest Mm. the office has ever been in my city so Mm. um the 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 biggest office now has basically been eaten up by myself and two other brokers who have basically them down to about 200 now so Mm. um you know, right now in today's market, it's really, really, uh, especially for the brokers, it's really aggressive recruiting all over the country. Um, and mm-hmm. in, in my city, there's only about 300,000 people. Um, our service area is probably like 1.1 million people um, with all the small okay. counties around our city. Um, but uh, it took us about five years to do it. That's Actually, very our, impressive. Yeah, our fifth anniversary was April 14th. Well, happy anniversary. So 200 plus agents. The goal is about three, close to almost 400. I mean, you've got a big number there. And with that being said, so what's the focal point in terms of uh, your real estate brokerage? Are you residential, commercial, what aspects uh, in terms of what what is your business focus on? We're we're probably 99% residential. We do have a couple of big commercial brokers that work out of our office. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, with the commercial deals, they're they're three, four deals a year, and they're pretty satisfied Mm -hmm. with what they do. Um, All all of our other agents are um, in residential, Um, and they they do – we cover about 25 counties, and – Kentucky is strange mm-hmm. because we, we have a ton of counties. We have 135 counties uh, and it's more than, you know, Texas and California actually. Um, right. So it's, but it's, it's, um, um, it's, it's mainly what we do is a lot of residential. That is so awesome. So mainly residential. And so for, are, do you welcome newbie agents? Are you looking for veteran agents? How, what, how, who are you recruiting? What is the goal? And is there training available? How do you manage retention? Um, and just kind of keep that number to be a long-term number. Yeah. So um, we, when we started off, um, we really focused, uh, we, we looked on the average of what the city does. So like on the average of what, mm-hmm. what, what agents in the, in the area do. Um, and we found that okay. most agents only do nine, eight to nine transactions. So when we first started, we went, we went really heavy on recruiting those agents because we we're like, okay, the average is there. If we can get one transaction per agent per month, we'll be pretty satisfied with that. 
Um, and then from there, okay. uh, what really did it is, is you really have to get connectors. And what that means is um, people that have been in the industry for a while that uh, have influence are respected. Um, and once we got our first big influencer uh, in the market, who was somebody that did about 10 million a year, um, uh, mm. we were able Oh yeah. That's an influencer. <laughs> yeah. We started, started getting people that just wanted to, to follow her. Um, and and okay. even, even today um, we still are looking for big producers like that. And we've, we've been able to develop some pretty, pretty good agents that are, 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 are newbies. Um, we don't go out and recruit them um, just because mm-hmm. um, we're, we're, while we do a ton of training you know, there's a lot of handholding with the new agents, but what we do do is right. we get those new agents, we place them with uh, experienced agents and let them kind of hold their hand. The experienced agents can make a little bit of money on what they, uh, on their mentoring. Uh, the new agent gets mm-hmm. that, you know, handholding that they're looking for. And then when it comes to retention, we kind of developed a very laid back culture um, in the sense that we don't, we, we've always, I've, run this office for our agents to really focus on service. And, and what that means for us as a brokerage is, is that we service our agents as best as we possibly can. So what that, what that's entailed is our, our retention rate is around 92%. And if I compare it to any office over a hundred agents, they're all around the 70% nice. mark. So Right. We a good job of that. And the other thing is, is we don't hire, um, if we hire part-time agents, it's because they're kind of, of uh, entrepreneurial spirit. So they're out there doing other things mm. like real estate and we're not looking, um, again, we don't just push a bunch of sales, bunch of sales, bunch of sales. We're just, we want, what can we do to take care of the clients? And then we kind of, when we do that brokerage down. Now, that's all very good points. So for those of you who are listening and you're talking about building this real estate empire, especially from a brokerage standpoint, I really like to hear that this model here is, I I like your approach initially in terms of going after an influencer. I think that's a great tactic Um, and being able to then use that as a leverage to uh, essentially, like you said, you're not aggressively recruiting, uh, you know, just kind of newbie agents, which it's so funny. I spoke with an agent the other day and she said, mo- there should be more agents or more brokerages doing a buddy system oh, yeah. for new agents. And, and so I think that's a really good uh, point that you mentioned. Uh, and, and for me, I actually just, so I just finished my day and I am, so for our listening audience and for those of you who are new to the show and our show ready set real estate actually supports our nonprofit which is real estate 100 youth foundation it is this country's first real estate focused nonprofit in the country and we are grooming uh the next generation and also we're an advocate for real estate literacy of all ages uh worldwide so i just brought on our first ninth grade real estate intern and he was with me this is his second weekend and so he got to shadow and he's uh, going through my day-to-day business and seeing uh, whether if this is something he wants to do in terms of sales or he gets to be exposed to other things in the industry. And, and especially when people are looking at the ROI, the return on investment, the risk versus reward, and the commissions or the volume or the payout, 
oftentimes people feel like they want to be in sales, but then that, like you said, I, what, one thing I heard you say is that entrepreneur spirit, not everybody has it. There's some people that may want to be behind the scenes, uh, may not be a people person, may not be able to just on, on the spot, do something like this, right? Uh, It's not for everybody. That's for sure. It's not for everyone. And so we want to encourage that, you know, although maybe the track, the four-year college academic track record may not be for them. There are other things in this industry that might suit them, and we can still support that, especially when we know that this is a trillion dollars annual industry. This is a trillion dollars annually industry, and that's not just in sales and commission. So we want to expose more people to that. So that's pretty awesome. Well, I barely graduated high school and dropped out of my dropped out of college my senior year to get into real estate. So, uh, boom, there it is. I love it. <laughs> it's not for everybody. So, it's not for everyone. Exactly, and this is exactly why we founded the nonprofit because we know that eighty two percent of students are actually not attending college. So, what are we doing with that large number of let's say the next generation? Uh, who is trying to find their way. So this, we get to expose them to all, expose them to all aspects of the industry. And uh, if you're not familiar with Ready, Set, Real Estate, and for those of you who, again, are new to the show, we come on every Wednesday at 11, and I am featuring every aspect of the industry, people from all over, and with special millennial features. And it's just a lot of fun, and people get to hear the flips, the flops, the booms, and the busts of real estate. And it's raw, uncut, unscripted, and just people get to learn and we get to learn and grow together. So it's really nice. Lots of fun. And Eli, this is what I'm enjoying about doing these. When I when I throw it out there and say, hey, who wants to talk about real estate? We can do these really raw and scripted, just building and connecting with people from all over about what they're doing in real estate and, you know, how they like it or, or you know, maybe some things that they've learned. So I want to ask you this question in terms of growing. What has been a learning curve for you? I, I kind of some of the growing pains as you go from 10 agents to 200. Um, I think the hardest part was knowing when to hire more staff. Uh, mm. That mm. was like, because you get, there were just moments where I just got caught and just basically got punched in the mouth and just didn't. Mm. didn't wasn't prepared and so now we're kind of like you know um, I'm averaging hiring two agents a week right now so I I've been able to kind of build models and say okay at 70 every 70 agents I need to hire a new person um so wow um that was probably the hardest thing and then really developing the culture and kind of trying to define that and because I tried to build this company to be like the anti-culture <laughs> culture, um, yeah. kind of live a hope, you know, kind of a bohemian lifestyle. So I'm not really, yeah, yeah. Tie. I, I never wear a shirt and tie. Actually, I, I won't even but wear a button-down shirt. So, how classic is yeah. this? I'm such an advocate for for that, right? And and that's one of the things that I talked about. One of the things I've talked about to our intern is saying that people connect with you for who you are, right? I'm, I know I'm not for everyone. Um, but my style, my style of working, just all of that. And I, that individual has to know that. So I really commend when you say you're s- supporting or creating that culture that is anti what we've seen about the business, very stuffy, very suit, 
people glued to their cell phones. Like I laugh about this, the, the sitcoms and the cartoons that make fun of our industry because of that. Okay. Right. We saw there's a, there's a classic episode of March Simpson in a blazer with her name badge. And, <laughs> and it's like, this is what the industry thinks we look like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely in, you know, I think uh, before the economic downturn, uh, the housing crisis that we had in, in 08, um, yes. mm-hmm. really tainted us in a bad light. Right. We were yes. in that industry, even though the banks were probably the biggest contributor behind that in Wall Street. Um, right. I think right. there was just a re- I mean, that's a tough hill to get up. And I think that's why we right. the industry shift from being the sales oriented uh, business. Um, and probably one of the best tips I give to new agents um, is, you know, you don't have to be the one all for everything, but you got to be the guy that knows the guy that can get it handled, whatever that may be. Issue painter, um, they need to be contacting you after the sale to ask you a question about who should repair their fridge, uh, because right. that's kind of what we need to be now compared to just you know the burn and turn. And granted, there are still the burn and turn agents out there that are just will never talk to that client again. And I think NAR statistic right. was like fifteen percent of people would use their agent again. Uh, right. so it's a, it's, it's really the, the, I'm seeing the industry change and I get to watch it just because we're, you know, we have so many agents doing so much business. I can watch it happen right before right. me. And it's really, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Right. And here's what I love about what you've just said, because for those who have been connecting and building and sharing with me as a growing part of what we're doing they get to actually hear somebody else say what I've been saying in terms of the culture, the housing crises. Actually, Super Agent is my federal trademark. Yeah. That was born out of the housing crisis because when I look at an industry that has been tainted, I said, how do people distinguish me from everyone else who may had something to do with that? And I know I was advising clients in a very different direction because I was operating from a different space, yeah. you know? And so I had asked myself, how do we distinguish? So any last remarks, Eli? This was super fun. We're going to get ready to wrap it up. Believe it or not, 15 minutes just went just like that. But I love the tips. Any last remarks? Uh, let's, let's do this again. Let's do this again. Absolutely. And for those of you who are new, connect, build, and share with me at LA Super Agent on all social media. You can visit the website at lasuperagent.com. Be sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Get a copy of the free ebook, Real Estate 100, The Teen Home Buying Experience, which is the book that started this national movement, which now leads us to this phenomenal show that we get to have these real estate bites, these nice real estate snacks with people like Eli, a dad. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Eli.